It's 2010. Host country Canada brings home the most gold medals in the 2010 Winter Olympics. The Burj Khalifa opens, taking the top spot for the world's tallest structure. Instagram officially launches, as does UK boy band powerhouse One Direction. How many directions will our song premise go this time? This is Frankenstein's Jukebox. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Busy, righty, you know, righty tidy, as we like to say just now, just right this very minute <laughs> in this particular context. Yeah, it's been NaNoWriMo, sort of closing out the year and, uh, you know, closing out a decade, too, of uh, the old fragile, the fragile fragile that we all hold very tenderly in our hands. Oh, that's interesting that you say fragu. I pronounce it fraju. Oh, I, fra- I was afraid you did, but now those fears have been confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fast. <laughs> you were just like locked and loaded. <laughs> I just go through every pronunciation of anything all the time and just come up with contingency plan, contingency plan, you know, just improv. Yeah, so we are wrapping up a 2010s mm-hmm. decade with this episode. Yeah. It's boy howdy. It you know I couldn't agree more. The boyest and the howdiest. The boyest of howdiest. The howdiest of boys. Howdy boys. Um. <laughs> so yeah, I mean it's it's a weird reverse milestone. We're back going backwards, but we're at the beginning of the decade, and so we're going into another decade, but backwards. It's like I don't. <laughs> so yeah, it's absolutely wild that we've gotten here. Sort of a milestone, because it's a first. It's our first time. I love it. And I actually have something for this at the end of the episode. Okay, I will I will spend the episode preparing for that. 2010 was mm-hmm. 11, almost 12 years ago. Exactly, yep. The hell, man. Yeah, I know, time, right? What was your 2010 like? Well, let me tell you, kidless. So that was something. Though pregnancy and, you know, trying to get pregnant sort of filled the year, I started podcasting a podcast that I made. The first podcast that I was like, I could podcast this podcast was in 2010. And yeah, it just, you know, I was very aware of the end of the decade of the 2000s, you know, finding lots of best of the decade lists and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. I was still looking at end of decade stuff as the year began, but of course I was not still doing that at the end of the year because I was so I was already bored with the 2010s, you know what I'm saying? Ugh, such ennui. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it was it was a weird it was a weird time because Lila was born in January of 2011. So it was like, all right, I guess Christmas, but We'll see you all in a little bit when we have our child for sure in February. No, Lila was early because she doesn't follow a rule. Um, 
So yeah, it was it was a weird time, uh, but it was a, a fun time and also sort of a, a nerve wracking time because we weren't sure that we were going to be able to. It was our first pregnancy. Didn't know if that was going to happen necessarily. So kind of a, a weird like, uh, and then yay. That was sort of 2010. What about your 2010, Daniel? <sighs> um, that's a great question. Thank you. I finally moved out of retail in 2010, moving to a call center. Okay. And I wound up staying there for seven years. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of what else happened that year because it was so long ago. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, did some shit, I guess. There you go. That- Classic 2010. Classic 2010. I did some shit. I really should take some time next episode for the 2009 episode and, like, think and see if I can keep track of, like, what I actually did so that I have something to talk about in this section instead of just going, I can't remember. I'm looking forward to, in a few years, uh, getting into, like, the 70s. And asking each other how our 1972 was. Exactly. Then the uh, the people that we're going to make up as the people we are reincarnated from that will be making up what had happened. But who knows? Maybe they're recovered memories. We'll see how they're doing. Indeed. <laughs> 1982. James, what are you doing? Things weren't looking so good. I gotta <laughs> tell you. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get into our picks for 2019. James. Yeah. Tell me about your pick. Well, as everyone will have remembered, my clue was Anna's sister lost a leg in 1938 while Maggie wandered around the BBC. Halfway through, the Spanish disappeared. And of course, that is a very clear and uh, sort of a, a little bit obvious hint for uh, Dessa's children's work from the Badly Broken Code album. It is the first track, and 2010, there were a bunch of Dessa stuff that happened in the 2010s, but really, I had to pick something from Badly Broken Code, because 2010 was when I found Dessa, and it was like, ah, I see I will be dedicating many, many years to this artist, <laughs> so this is the first track, so this this feels very appropriate, even if it wasn't an excellent song, so that is my pick. Daniel, what did you pick that maybe breaks the mold in a couple of different ways, if you will? <laughs> so I believe my hint was the beginning and the end of Scrubs. Mm-hmm. So my pick is The Book of Love, originally by the Magnetic Fields, uh-huh. but as covered in 2010 by Peter Gabriel. So Peter Gabriel was in Genesis since the beginning, and this was used in the series finale of Scrubs, so the end of Scrubs. So that's where the hint comes in. So in 2010, Peter Gabriel released an album called Scratch My Back. An album Mm -hmm. was supposed to be released shortly thereafter, wound up getting released in 2013, called And I'll Scratch Yours, which was the artists that he covered in Scratch My Back doing covers of his songs. Ah, I love that. And all but three of the artists he covered agreed to do songs on And I'll Scratch Yours, which I give that pause in front of it every time because there's an ellipses. It's dot, 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 and I'll scratch yours. And I feel like I have to have that pause in there or I'm not saying the title properly. (laughs) The album Scratch My Back itself has just some incredible covers on it. And this one is hands down my favorite. It's just, it's a beautiful track. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. For sure is. It's absolutely, it's, it's fun to hear someone be like, 
All right, and cracks knuckles, and it's like, I'm going to take this thing that I like and make it mine, and and Peter Gabriel just like, bring you know, flexing into the microphone. You know what I mean? Just like Peter Gabrielifying this song, which is very different in its original form. Not worse, but very, very different. He does a cover of Regina Spector's Opera Moi that is so good and similarly very different. Okay, well, I think we've got two very interesting, very disparate songs here, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I am very excited for the aspects that I've picked. Yes. I am also very excited to hear about the ones that you've picked. So... <laughs> Let's hear those aspects. Okay, I would like to start this before I say my aspects. I think it would be hilarious if one of your aspects is a cover of a Magnetic Fields song. That would be (laughs) hilarious. That would be very funny, but I can go ahead and tell you that's not one of my aspects. (laughs) It's It's a swing, for sure, to have picked that. Like... All right, well, all right. My first aspect is addressed to or perhaps about a family member. And that can be chosen or blood, you know. Family is a pretty flexible term, but I'd like it to be sort of about someone like it is about Dessa's brother in in children's work. Sort of a observer of someone else that they are very close to. Okay. In some way. Okay. My second aspect, I'm not sure how literally accurate this is for the song, but in my mind when I play it, I tried to listen when I was listening to it today, but in my mind when I play it, there is harmony on exactly one line of the song. And so my aspect is harmony for one line. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fine. It says harmony for one line, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the third of my very helpful, very specific aspects, whatever that piano or harpsichord thing is. So in the song, there's like a plinky plunky sort of a uh, Dun, 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 dun. I don't know how music or, or sounds are ever, but it's very distinctive in the song. So if you go listen to it, you can tell what I'm talking about. Daniel has listened to it, so they do know what I'm talking Indeed. about. Those are my aspects from Dessa's children's work. I love it. Yeah, that piano harpsichord thing, I'm pretty sure is through a synth, so it should be pretty easy to recreate. So my aspects for Book of Love. Yes. I'm so excited. Number one, strings. There are big sweeping strings in this song, and I would love to have that in our song premise. Yes. In fact, I'm changing it to say particularly sweeping strings. We started 2020 with strings. We are doing 2010 with strings. Love it. Very, very much. When I say sweeping strings, to give kind of a clarification to it, I mean, like, long notes, dramatic builds, things like that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Soundtrack swings. Whoop. Soundtrack strings. Soundtrack swings is, uh, of course, only the soundtrack for swingers, and then that is all. That's it. That's the only one that's allowed to have that. My second aspect is that one verse changes the first verse slightly. Okay. Because the first and third verses in this song both start off with the book of love is long and boring. Mm -hmm. And then it changes from there. And I love that mirroring. You said at any point, like a a A subsequent subsequent verse verse. besides it doesn't have to be the third. Doesn't have to be the last. Whatever, whenever. Whatever, whenever. I expect this to be one of our most difficult song premises. Okay. Because my third aspect is a cover. (gasps) 
Not of magnetic fields, just to cover. So we have a couple of different ways to approach this, because as the AV Club undercover project showed, a cover can be anything. I think Reggie Mm -hmm. Watts did a cover of Van Halen's Panama, and it was buck wild and very... Very loosely a cover of Panama. It mostly talks about the history of the canal. Uh, Sure. The ways that I see this going, the specific lyrical aspects that we have, which really are just changing the first verse slightly and addressing it to or about a family member. We could look for a song to cover that fits those aspects, or we could Uh look for a song to cover and then add in or change some stuff right right the look on your face is giving me such joy i'm just really excited that this is so this is very good also how 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 on the same frequency are we (laughs) when you started to say that you wanted one of my aspects to be a cover of a magnetic field song i was like he's gonna just say he wants it to be a cover and i'm gonna have to just like yep play it cool Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, okay. Alright, the first thing I will look up, of course, are the lyrics to Everclear's Father of Mine. No, I'm joking, that, uh, no. I like that song, but that's not gonna be it. Gosh, can you imagine a cover of any Everclear song done with slow, sweeping strings? If I may, there are some songs on the Smiley Face one, Volume 1, Learning How to Smile, that has, uh, that have some pretty great sweeping strings on it, but for the most part, absolutely not. Man, all right, so where do we even right. where do we even start with this? I think you're on the right track actually with starting by looking up songs that are addressed to or about a family member. Right. Um nope. Night Ranger's sister Christian doesn't change the verses enough. That is a to... shame. <laughs> I was looking up Come Dancing by the Kinks, which is a song about That's a good one. his sister, but also it doesn't really look like they revisit the verse enough there's a good charlotte song called hey dad that starts hey dad and it's the most stereotypical like 2000s pop punk emo-ish sort of like this is the one about my dad sort of song that made me chuckle for giggles i did just look up the full lyrics to cats in the cradle to see if any verse had some Mm. similarities to the first verse and it, it doesn't Right. As I said, we could always add something to change around the the verse, but if we're going to do that, I think there are better songs out there to play around with than Cats in the Cradle. Right. I keep thinking of of lyrics. I'm like, oh, that one. And it's an Everclear song. I've literally thought of like three Everclear songs. <laughs> <laughs> there is the John Mayer garbage song, Daughters. That's not to a family mm. member, really. It's more of a general societal yeah, yeah. chastising. I did like the. There's some cool rhyme, rhyme and rhythm stuff in that song that I, that I do quite like, where he's like doing a couple more rhymes than I thought he, than you think he's going to, and it kind of brings it back around. There's a cool structural thing going on there um, for that one. Yeah, Abba's Mama Mia doesn't really um, do it. I'm looking in Hazards of Love mm-hmm. because what I realized was me thinking of songs that were about a family member was a decent place to be, but I kept finding songs that were more narrative 
than clever lyrics, which is fine. I mean, you know, wh- whatever. But I'm like, all right, so who writes like clever lyrics? So I looked up Paul Simon's Mother and Child Reunion, which is not necessarily about a family member, but rather a chicken and egg dish. But then I looked up, I was thinking about the mother and daughter in uh, The Wanting Come or in uh, Hazards of Love. So I'm looking up some of those to see if there's anything uh, cool there. Well, I mean, we could do the Rake song, but I'd really rather I'd not. I'd really rather not. <laughs> Repaid has some good lyrics of kind of a mother-son relationship. I'm looking at the lyrics now. It just doesn't seem to really have that similarity that I'm looking for. It's this kind of thing, though, where it's like, if I'm sure that it's very much about the kind of relationship we're looking for, then it is almost constantly lacking that kind of shift or change in the in the lyrics. I looked up Pearl Jam's Alive to see if there was anything cool there. I don't know why, and maybe it's something says something about me where I'm like, oh, family stuff? The aspect that I picked out. Um, all right, let's see if we can find the most messed up family songs to, to, to look up. Let's see. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, Don't Call Me Daughter only has really... Yeah, it only has the one verse. (laughs) Which means we could easily add in a second verse. We could. And that way there would be writing of lyrics, so you wouldn't be left out. Can I tell you something that may maybe cement us a little bit on this? You may. Whenever I hear the lyric, uh, young girl violence, I always hear young girl violins. Me too. So maybe if we had some (gasps) sweeping strings. (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm down. I'd be down with it. Okay. All right. Every episode we record, (laughs) I have a seed of how I think it's going to go. Sometimes it's totally wrong. Sometimes it has some part. There is always something. And I'm like, huh, sea shanty. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Huh. Huh. Pearl Jam cover. All right, I guess. All righty then. (laughs) So. Okay. Okay. The song starts alone, listless, breakfast table, and otherwise empty yep. room. Yeah. Second verse, alone, together, something, 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 something. And maybe this is the short at the beginning of Encanto really affecting me, but that that short is about having an experience as a child that you do your best to not pass on to your child. Okay. So the second verse that, that we could work on writing together or whatever could be the daughter is now the mother and sitting with the child at the table. And then you could do the harmony on the word together. I love that. I love that. Yes, yes, yes. And then the rest of our aspects are sweeping strings and whatever that piano harpsichord thing is. Just as Eddie and the boys wrote it up, plinky plunky piano stuff and sweeping strings. (laughs) It's just a real shame we can't find the plinky plunky. So, I am astounded, excited, mystified, and energized. I am all of those things as well. Excellent. The Wonder Years released a song a couple days ago, and I'm like, oh, it's still 2021. Is this the year? Is this the year I pull the trigger on my Wonder (laughs) Years of the decade, 2020s? Because I only get one for 10 years, for nine years. (laughs) 
It's a big choice. Dear Dan Campbell, I need a song that makes me feel like your songs. They love hearing, bands love hearing letters that are like, make, write a song that makes me feel like your old stuff yeah, used to. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just artists in general love being told when and how to create. Sure, and like what it should make one person feel like. They love that. They love any real contribution to what a song should be. So, uh, yeah. Tell artists what you want them to do as loudly as possible on their Twitter. Um, All right. Okay. So uh, what what I would like to do, since we are at the end of a decade, okay. is to go back mm-hmm. through all of the songs that we have selected or any guests have selected and pick our favorites okay. out of this decade. Okay. Now, I thought about doing this a couple of different ways. One, just like overall favorite of the whole crew or favorite Dan pick. Favorite James pick. Favorite guest pick. I like the second one. Okay. I like the second one because it's constricting and also more answers, which are both things that I really was hoping for. <laughs> Perfect. Well, then let's do that. Okay. And let's start off with favorite guest song because there's only three of those. So we have Kyle Turner's pick here by Alicia Cara. Mm-hmm. And we have the Yule Brothers picks of... Unbelievers by Vampire Weekend and Closer by Tegan and Sarah. I think that I would put money on me picking the Vampire Weekend song, but I think the answer is actually Alicia Cara's here. I've listened to it recently and I'm like, nope, still picking some stuff out of that one that I that I hadn't noticed before. So that's my pick, I think. Solid. This is tough. I do love all of these songs. I think I have to go with Vampire Weekend, though, which is interesting Mm -hmm. for me because I'm not generally the biggest Vampire Weekend fan. It got to the point where I had a couple of songs of theirs I really liked, and then everything else just sounded the same, and it wasn't varied enough. (laughs) But Unbelievers is just real good. For sure. For sure. You know, I think you picked any of the other guest songs, but you love the sea, so. Yep. (laughs) All right, so then going through my picks. Yes. We've got The Book of Love by Peter Gabriel, Teenage Pregnancy by Cake, Pelican by the Maccabees, Postscript by Typhoon, The Writings on the Wall by OK Go, Heel Turn 2 by the Mountain Goats, Echnolubma by They Might Be Giants, Mass Seduction by St. Vincent, Five Out of Six by Dessa, and Water Me by Lizzo. I'll go ahead and drop my answer. This is very tough. These are all obviously favorite songs of mine, but I have to give it to Heel Turn 2. It's a top three all-time favorite song of mine, so I have to. I I was leaning towards Heel Turn 2, but for the sake of saying more about other songs, I will will say uh, Lizzo's Water Me, because I also recently listened to that one I must have recently listened to our Frankenstein's Jukebox host picks playlist at some point, but it's a fantastic song, excellent musician, but Kihi Michael Jackson is what pushes it over the top. I'm sorry, Mike Jackson. I I apologize. I flubbed the lyrics there. Mike, Kihi, Mike Jackson. Just very good. It's very good. So then moving on to the James picks. Yeah. We've got Children's Work. By Dessa, we've got And Now I'm Nothing by The Wonder Years, Some Nights by Fun, Get It by Run the Jewels, I Want to Be Better by Bleachers, City on the Hill by Desperacitos, Hiding by Modern Baseball, Love by Kendrick Lamar, This is America by Childish Gambino, Ransom by Blink-182. I'm going to go with Some Nights. I would have 
again, I would have put money on it, now I'm nothing. But Some Nights is really, I think that it is a very well put together song and is unique among its peers of the of that same release year like it nothing really sounds like it i think that it is a very cool sounding song i nearly picked city on the hill because it's fun to hear connor oberst get caustically political in like a very very real and he's got a point folks way and that's all of desaparecidos yeah. uh that i've heard in my life so what about you just a real quick thought about that i was listening to the host picks spotify playlist the other day I know we have talked about this before, but we do have a Spotify playlist where we're putting all of the songs that we've picked for the show so far, for ourselves and for our guests, and the link to that is in the show notes. So go check it out. It's a fun playlist. Yeah, and, and more than fun, too. Desaparecidos, Lizzo, all sorts of bands besides fun, too. So you were listening to the playlist on Spotify? Yeah. And City on the Hill came up, and I realized that it has a very built-to-spill vibe that I had not picked up on before. Mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. You know, I'm thinking about what you said and, and really sort of turning the song over in my head, and I, I think that you were right. Uh, this is definitely a very built-to-spill sort of song. You were right is the only built-to-spill song that I know <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, Amazing. Fun fact, uh, K-pop band uh, BTS actually started out as a, a Built to Spill cover band. Yep, they talked about that in their behind the scenes. That is actually, that's the BTS stands for, really, listeners. Similarly, there's so much good stuff to talk about with your picks, but I also have to give it to Some Nights. It's just a really good song. It really is. I heard a Punk Goes Pop punk cover of it that was... Not good. Not good in almost any regard. Oh, no. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, man, that original song sure is great. And, you know, for things you take away from a really bad cover, I think that's maybe maybe the best you can do is a little more appreciation for the intricacies of the original. And it's a shame, too, because a different band could have done something really cool with it. A band that did harmonies would be could do something really cool but this band was like ah here's the bridge screamy guy go ahead and i'm like i mean i'm ah i've come around on screamy guy a lot since my you know since my younger years this was not the time for screamy guy go sit down go sit down screamy guy (laughs) he's like oh god and then he goes and sits down because he's really nice he's actually pretty fairly you know reasonable man oh man we've we've covered a lot in this discussion of the 2010s yeah we have and we're gonna cover more with our song promise and we sure we sure are of our cover of a 1993 song that yep i think officially now i'm not gonna say that in another year's time i'll remember this or whatever but Probably, I bet neither of us will pick uh, for our 1993 pick, Pearl Jam's Daughter. Unless one of us falls in love with it while writing this song for us. I mean, it is a good song. <laughs> it is a good song. It is for sure. But I do believe there's more in 1993 that speaks to me. Yeah, for sure. There's probably a They Might Be Giants album that came out in 1993. So right. Brand new album for 1993. <laughs> <laughs> We can't keep having this as the intro. It just doesn't work. No, we will. It does work, though. The theme for Flood is so good. <laughs> it's so, it is. That was 1990. If I do that, oh, man. All oh, the 90s are going to be tough. It's yep. going to be tough to pick that decade. And speaking of decades, Ooh. our next decade is the aughts, 2000 to 2009. Yeah. 
One of the things that happened in the 2010s was we finally knew what to call the decades again. Listeners, James and I discussed at the beginning of the show kind of how our structure is going to go. Right. We will not have an episode released in January. In February, we will release our episode on 2021. And then we will begin 2009 down to 2000 each month after that. I don't have any hints because I don't know what my 2021 pick is going to be yet. There's still time left in the year. I I, I have a list that I keep. I'm trying to keep at 10 so I have nine right now. I have some good contenders, though. Pretty excited about some of the contenders. Yeah. In a similar boat for you and Wonder Years, uh, the Mountain Goats released a lot of albums in 2021. And I don't know if I want to go ahead and pull the trigger for the whole decade on Mountain Goats. They're like the stock market of songs. Like, do I sell now? Do I sell now? <laughs> oh, no. What if he gets inspired next year? Oh. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I'm excited. I think there's a lot of good music that came out this year, and I'm really looking forward to sitting down and figuring it out, as well as finalizing all of my picks for the 2000 to 2009 decade, because I don't have that finished yet. I am done, which means I'll probably change it two, three more times before, or forget entirely about it until we're about to record, and then really rely on October 2021, James, for for really getting together on making some commitments that I will have forgotten about. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. For sure. Well, everyone, I do hope that you have a wonderful holiday season. Yep. If you celebrate Hanukkah, I hope you had Mm. a wonderful Hanukkah. And just generally stay warm, be with the ones you love. Mm -hmm. And that's all that I've got, James. Yeah, uh, have a a joyous January. You can celebrate my daughter's 11th birthday if you want on the 12th of January. That's that's an option if you want, you know. But yeah, that's, that's it. We'll see you in February. Yeah, yeah. And I guess our usual sign-off doesn't really work, so uh, see you this year. See you this year. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.